0: Open the eyes of my heart, Lord (laughs)
1: <laughs> Kumbaya, brethren. Kumbaya. How's everybody done? Uh, All then.
0: Sounds like a door opened.
1: <laughs>
0: and I saw a door open in heaven. And I heard a voice say, Come up here. I want to show you something.
1: If the door closes, they call that the right foot of fellowship. Sometimes, he closes doors that no one can open. That's when we have temper tantrums. I've noticed that the whole world comes out of religion, particularly the Bride of Christ, out of the gross, charismatic witchcraft of earthly Hora Babylon Christianity, that temper tantrums are normal, and practically on a daily basis. And no one's complaining about it. There is just discipline to deal with all of the deception that refuses the transformation into a place of responsibility for one's own actions. Now here is an apostolic doctrine. You are accountable for all the works you've done in the flesh. Jesus has already been judged by his Father. This has nothing to do with Jesus. Jesus is perfect. Jesus is judged. And God judged him perfectly. And he came in the likeness of sinful men and had to live perfectly under the same judgment that you and I go through. Do you know that? Jesus lived under the exact same judgment that you and I will go through. God's judgment, and it promoted him to the right hand of God to be king of kings and lord of lords. And so he got his rightful inheritance according to his works. Now, this is a huge deal that you deal with in false grace and false love, that there's no accountability for your actions, that it's all based on Jesus. Guys, I've been dealing with this error. This is one of the main strongholds in the charismatic church. It's like this idea that Jesus is the only way in me that I can ever do anything right. No, Jesus will woo your spirit to change and do his righteousness. A covenant takes two. This isn't just Jesus' possession taking over your body and you're running around here like robots. That's that's Satan. That's religion. Okay?
0: I just wanted it to be automatic and autopilot. Then I never have to resist sin. I never have to submit to God. And listen, the this, devil. I'm
1: glad this so came up today because it needs to be addressed because everyone deals with it as they mature. This has been the scandal, even in the drunken glory movement. And they got into finished works. They got into everyone being perfect. They got into all the responsibility on Jesus. The truth is there's zero responsibility on Jesus, and 100% on you. You can't say before God on Judgment Day, Oh, Jesus is my righteousness. Nobody can. God will look at what works you did in those bodies, and that will put you in your eternal position. has zero to do with Jesus. That's false grace. Now, Jesus does transform us by a position he has within us, around us, and through us. In the Bible, that's called a brooding mother hen, which is a wooing, not a controlling. Jesus doesn't control his people. Demons control their people. Okay, Jesus woos his people as it's written, you must know me. The word know is to be controlled by love, by a person's nature. It's a covenant of two. It's your response in repentance. Jesus cannot repent for you. Jesus cannot repent for you. You repent by his wooing. Your spirit learns righteousness. Otherwise, judgment would be unjust. Because it would all be based on Jesus. That's exactly the opposite of what the Bible teaches. All the judgment is based on how much you transform by his wooing in your inner man, which is your thought life, in your words, which is your soul life, and your actions, which is your body life, and you get totally, perfectly judged by a righteous God in those three dimensions of your existence as temples of either wickedness or righteousness. And it is true, His grace is enough for you. But grace as we know it is not true grace. Grace is an entity brooding over you, according to the Bible. The brooding is the grace. So it's not a controlling, it's a brooding, which is a hatching. The chick under the brooding is responsible to its changing as the mother is over it. If the chick does not go and eat and drink from the mother, 100% of the time, the chicklet dies and is no more. Is that the mother's fault? No, the mother is covering. The chick has to come and eat. If it refuses to eat, if it refuses to drink, if it refuses to be like its mother, it dies. And so it is with human beings, even Christians. If we refuse to be like the Holy Spirit brooding over us, changing our behavior, changing our thoughts, changing our opinion, changing our ways, what does repentance mean? You change to agree with God who is influencing you, not controlling you imparting an influence and energy in you and around you to transform you as a volunteer. God only accepts willing volunteers. He's not a control freak. Sometimes on rare occasions, he will control, but it's because the vessel is so yielded. And it goes back into covenant after that and not just a one man Jesus show inside a vessel. It's not written that Jesus is the only one. That's not in the New Testament. It says that Jesus is first born amongst many who learn his nature by him being around them, as it's written in the book of Acts. They could tell that these men had been with Jesus. Why? Because their behavior, their actions, and all how they carried themselves was different. It was transformed. They were not talking about it was just Jesus possessing these men like robots. These men had transformed by being around Jesus. This is true biblical repentance. Which means all responsibility is on your heads. Not Jesus's. Mm-hmm.
0: Amen. And you
1: need to hear that because it's the only way to mature. Amen.
0: Righteousness. It's learning You're learning righteousness. <laughs> uh, Romans 6.16 Don't you realize that grace... Freeze you to choose your own master. But choose carefully, for you surrender yourself to become a servant bound to the one you choose to obey. If you choose to love sin, it will become your master, and it will own you and reward you with death. So grace is not a license to sin. Grace is not a theology of an excuse for why you cannot be accountable before God and the angels. He gives grace to the humble. What is grace? We just read it. It is that substance that frees you to choose. When you're in bondage, you don't have that freedom. You're a slave to sin. When grace comes, grace through faith, through Jesus Christ, the spirit of Jesus, the word of God spoken to you today, that gives you the freedom to choose your master, but choose carefully. How you use the grace given to you will determine how you rise, how high you rise, And it will determine your destiny. Righteousness is the stairway to destiny. Righteousness is something you must choose. Consciously denying self, denying sin, using every grace that's given to you to choose carefully Jesus Christ the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ as your master. And every time a grace comes, if you mistake that grace for something to abuse or make an excuse, that's when we go around the mountain or we go around the sapphire stone until we start to learn the lesson how to use grace to choose Christ as our
1: master. A master.
0: Master Jesus, Mm. (laughs) worthy one.
1: So it's all about obedience and behavior. And so the willingness and the yieldedness through his his presence, it's not a control. It is us choosing to yield and transform by who he is around us, even within us. See, I don't think you've seen enough God-inside-minded mind, people yet to understand how the covenant even works. Out of your belly flows rivers, which means... You're constantly learning how to yield to the rivers, which is the unformed substance of God's inner man. What's in God? The same thing that's coming through you. Liquid glory, liquid light. It is liquid love, it is liquid wisdom, but it's not in form. You are that form, which means what you do in your form with those imparted liquids determines your eternal placement in heaven or hell he has caused his justice to rain upon the wicked and the righteous which which means people will use that rain that liquid from god according to scripture for themselves for self-justification which is religion for self-protection self-promotion which is religion and pride for the animal instead of god the father And so, you'll be judged by what you do in an atmosphere surrounded with God's liquids. It is raining. It is absolutely raining already.
0: Oh, yeah. We had a cool sign and wonder. (laughs) I came over to check out the the new lightning fragrance and hang out and we watch some Torah together today. Oh, to put that up. Oh, yeah. You can do it. You can do it it at the end. At the end, yeah. Uh, The new lightning fragrance, if you haven't seen that. And, uh, so I'm coming over, and, uh, you know, I've got my after-gym smoothie going strong in my cup. And I go in, and I look on the counter, and there's Brandon's phone and, like, his glasses or something like that. And there's water droplets all over him. I'm like, huh, well, it did rain this morning. It wasn't raining then. I was like, did he go out, maybe go outside or drop some? I didn't really think much of it. I was like, oh, I'll just put my stuff down. And then Brandon comes over a second and like, I was like... Like what did you do? (laughs) Like where did this water all this water? Water all over my
1: phone, all over the counter. And I and I put my finger on it and smelled it. It was like this is water. It literally physically rained inside my apartment when Rebecca walked in.
0: Yeah, I know. I was like, well no, I got it. I had the cup with the cap on it. It was all dry. You know, like there's you know, with the straw, so you literally cannot spill like you could give this to like a three year old and they wouldn't spill it, that kind of
1: there's no water on. around anywhere right? and it's
0: completely away from the sink totally it's crazy on the other side from I the wonder. sink yeah and he's like i must have brought a cloud or something i was like oh yeah is that cl- I thought she cloud? had
1: come in from the rain and just splashed a whole apartment <laughs> or something. Which,
0: like, even if that, it wasn't raining, and even if that, that was a scenario, the droplets would have already fallen off of me by the time I came down the little corridor there and around the corner, like, it doesn't make any sense. And it step. wasn't
1: oil, it wasn't perfume, it I was mean, water. It was, it was droplets, water. like it
0: rained. But we've had a lot of rain signs and wonders, and then after you said that, you must have brought a cloud with you. I heard the Holy Spirit on the inside say, like clouds with rain. Right, instead of clouds without clouds rain. Clouds full of rain. Clouds full of rain, yeah. That was that an incredible nice? sign and wonder today. That was cool, yeah.
1: A couple of weeks ago, as I'm getting my sunglasses out of my <laughs> sunglass case, an angel feather this big popped out of the sunglass case. There's there's no way an angel feather, or any kind of feather, like this. And I've seen many angel feathers in my life. This one was amazing. This is an incredible angel feather. When I opened the sunglass case, it literally popped out and that's what they often do the pop right out of the spirit bob jones said the angel feather represents a seal seal at a new level of glory in god so it went missing. I was so excited about it. And I, and I know it wasn't my
0: fault because I knew he cared about this angel feather because he told me specifically not to eat this one, okay? <laughs> I promised I would not eat it. Yeah, she
1: wasn't even there. I <laughs> uh, Yeah. So I did not eat the was, angel feather. It was all my I was fault. Wondering. I somehow lost it. <laughs> and this was so precious to me. I get so excited with these signs and wonders like a kid in a candy shop. Yeah. And so I, I put it inside my living room and it had disappeared. I don't know if it went back into the spirit. I mean, I searched the place. I looked like a crackhead going through the carpet trying to find it with the flashlight <laughs> and stuff. I couldn't find it anywhere. Two weeks later, it appeared. And listen,
0: how it appeared
1: in this place. This is a place that's out in the open. It wasn't covered. It was literally just out it's a in big, the open. That was a big
0: angel. It's not like the little ones right? it can easily get lost. It's, it's really big. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's like two inches long and two inches wide. It was a huge feather. And so it suddenly reappeared. Was it yesterday in my apartment? I remember oh, the, the
0: celebration. No, it was the day that we wore sapphire blue.
1: Two days. It might have been two, two days, days ago. ago. Yeah, two days yeah. ago.
0: I remember because it was like a sign and wonder because we were wearing. There was all like sapphire prophecies, and we ended up wearing like the same color. on the And same I got day. my
1: two by two angel feather back, and this time I'm protecting it. I have it in a sealed it. baggie. It's right next to my golden globe. Yeah. And it's not going anywhere. Very exciting, but. I believe it's also a seal. There was a war over this last season, and I'll tell you what I've been dealing with, because it affects all of you. For two days, I've been warring against marketplace and financial demons, not amongst Christians, out in American society, both on the East Coast. In my off time, I have several little small things that I do for side money, and one of them is hi-fi, and I sell electronics. Okay, A lot of you don't know that. But I sold this man a brand new equalizer, and it was brand spanking new. $400 off retail. You can't get it anywhere. Highly sought after. Perfectly packed and shipped to him. And he plugged it in, and it blew up. Okay. So now I... <laughs> <laughs> and the thing blew up. I said, just send it back. It's under warranty. I'll get it fixed. He wants money from me. He's demanding money from me without sending it back so it's like a scam artist or some sort of deal i don't even believe it's broken to be honest with you the way he's acting i don't think it's even broken i think he's just trying to hustle me and so i've been dealing with these scoundrels in the marketplace Mm -hmm. and this is like wrestling high level financial demons Mm -hmm. and i talked about this yesterday it was the same. Demon spirit, financial business demons in American society. God wants justice and judgment and his order in the marketplace of the Mm -hmm. USA. It It is so out of control out there in the marketplace that wicked criminals have taken over business and Mm -hmm. money and economics. And God is sick of it. And so he's sending us in like berserkers. To deal with demons. I don't think these demons even existed in these people, honestly. Mm. I think it's like Mr. Smith in The Matrix... They just appeared because they're doing business with me, wrestling mm-hmm. God and the anointing inside this vessel, mm-hmm. and it is intense.
0: Oh, yeah. For anyone who's not caught up on the teachings, <laughs> you're maybe you're newer uh, here, anyone who is in that fallen bloodline <laughs> of the enemy, uh, we're talking unsaved by the blood of Jesus, or they're in false, you know, external bewitched Christianity. They're not walking the highway of holiness. They're not, you know, they're not surrendered, yielded to the Holy Spirit, probably not even baptized in the spirit even if they are you know believers uh when you have that kind of bloodline going on you have all that sin in the blood i've seen this actually when i was um i was taken and shown the pathways of death which i didn't know this at the time but later on when i went back to read the book of enoch it said that in the in those times right in our generation in a far-off generation they would be shown the pathways of death and they won't you know, they won't go the pathway of death, but the Lord would show us, you know, how to overcome those things. So I was, uh, the Holy Spirit took me to see the pathways of death. And I saw those bloodlines. That's how they move. Mm. And so that's actually true. And I has been teaching on this for years. It is really like that matrix kind of a picture the agent, you know, Mr. Smith, they can literally, even if a person normally doesn't have that yeah. many demons, they might have their regular familiars and sins. Nothing. It, that, what they do is they move through the bloodlines, unsanctified blood, uncleansed blood, fallen blood like the matrix, and they'll just pop up. So it could be any just normal person, and then that demon just jumps into that person who's unsanctified. So that's why we really press for sanctification of your blood, bring it to the altar, because even as a Christian believer, even as God inside-minded, if you're not making the sacrifice of the self-nature, That's that animal blood that the demons will hop in. And we've seen that people will even, you know, come around and try to do this. But then when they're not willing to change or when they're resisting, uh, they either get, um, they have a lot of rejection, so they can't receive correction Mm. or rebuke. And so because they keep rejecting correction, because they're programmed to think that correction is rejection. Remember, we talked about this. Correction is not rejection. Correction is proof that you are a son of God. You are son of God. He reproves us. He corrects us. I want to be corrected before, you know, coming face to face with death. That's when the Holy Spirit took me on those path lines in the spirit. I mean, I was there with the spirit and I had to be cleansed and I had to be pure. If at any point you touch the unclean thing on those pathways, if death catches you before you go back to the place of the blood of the lamb for sanctification, you physically die. Mm-hmm. Did that so, like literally going there, it's like I was like, you just, you stay humble, you stay in that cloud, and you stay in that holiness, because who if you touch one thing, unclean, and they try to come and get you mm-hmm. and kill you. So that's why the, the outermost post, in those realms, is the place of the sanctifying, cleansing blood of Jesus, and you wash in it, you drink it and if you've been defiled by anything, you quickly go there and you repent quickly. You drink it, you repent, you rend your heart and not your garments, and you stay clean because as you're going through this, you're gonna come across things and you're most likely going to get defiled by something at some point because you make mistakes. We make mistakes sometimes. So what do you do? Quickly repent, quickly wash, quickly forgive, forgive others, forgive one another, forgive yourself, that's why it's so important. Because when you go in those paths to overcome, I came face to face with death. The entity, the angel of death. And he was going through his, the byways, the highways of those, those bloodlines, and the spirit wanted me to see these things. And he told me to stay inside that cloud of holiness and don't for any reason touch any of the unclean things wanted to show me, and I came face to face at a crossway, he said, okay, now stop, and then sh- here it comes, like a cloud, like a cloud with a face and I thought, oh my goodness, I'm face to face with death it was a strange moment in my life
1: that's good, When you wrestle that stuff, that's promotion, because they have it, and when you take them out, you get it, and you take those, those realms look at Peter, guys Peter is following and obeying Jesus for literally Two years, He had repented of his fishing business. He had left his wife and his children at home to become a disciple of Rabbi Jesus Christ. After two years of faithfully following and obeying Jesus, the Bible says Satan, prince of principalities, jumped in his body and began channeling the lies of the devil toward the Messiah. That's exactly what the Bible says, and that's exactly what happened. So, The issue is not so much your zeal, your intention. Peter had all that. The Mm -hmm. issue is your elevation of your inner man, of the angelic Mm -hmm. world's influence on you. And Christians are usually completely ignorant of those realms and come under their Mm -hmm. influence without knowing it constantly.
0: And you might say, oh, well, it's baptism of the Spirit because, you see, he changed when you got the baptism of the Spirit. But guess what? They saw Jesus ascend, so they understood ascension. Mm. That's different. So If it was just about baptism of the Holy Spirit, then what in the heck happened to the Corinthian church, I would ask you. If if it was just about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it was not just the baptism of the Holy Spirit that changed Peter mm-hmm. to where he was no longer channeling Satan at Christ. But understanding, they saw Jesus, how he ascended.
1: Jesus Christ taught that you could have all the spiritual gifts and go directly to hell when you die. That's in the Bible now. Don't look at me like that. He said that you could speak in tongues, do miracles, signs, and wonders, drive out demons, heal the sick, and have the greatest signs and wonders ministry in the world, and go to hell. Mm -hmm. That's written in the Word. The issue is completely different about knowing Him on the inside in elevations of truly rising to Him. Mm -hmm. Only those who rise know Him. That's why His Mm -hmm. body is only in the second heavens as Mm -hmm. overcomers in the book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. Anyone that doesn't rise by the internal transformation never even Mm -hmm. loved him Mm
0: -hmm. i want to explain false grace to you for a moment the false grace of pretend righteousness because uh, if you understand grace versus the counterfeit grace in this way it will help you to understand not only your enemy but also your own walk with christ and how to walk in the realities because we want you to walk in the realities in the realities. The invisible is a reality. And as soon as you have eyes to see it, it is different than visions in the mind. Mm. The prophetic gifts of visions or revelatory visions in the the imagination, it's good to purify the imagination. Use your imagination screen. When you get it purified, it's useful as a tool. And it's a part of communication, holy communication. But we want to go beyond... Vision as a technon, which is you're still mostly in the in the head or in the Mm. heart when you get into the spirit And your mind I remember the day my mind was reaching down and connected for the first time to my spirit It reminded me of like a living fiber optic Rainbow cable like pearlescent Mm. my spirit reaching up towards my mind through my heart My mind reaching down through my heart into the spirit and it it was like a little handshake going And it established and from that day forward i said i'm a son of god and i knew it i felt it that connection my mind is now connected and even though i called it my sonship soda straw because it was i could see it that pearlescent like a fiber optic cable connecting why do i call it fiber optic i mean it looked like a living fiber it looked like a cable but it was it was clear as glass but it was opalescent like a pearl almost, like alabaster, with the reflections of the rainbow. And I noticed that instead of just drinking from the, I still do this, what comes out of my hands, mm-hmm. I could drink directly from my belly, connected through my heart and into my mind. So I did, you know, the external drinking, I was doing that, but once I had that connection, I was like, this is my sonship soda straw. I'm just gonna, it's there, I could see it. And it grew and it started to expand. And I said, when this expands, this is going to become a highway of holiness. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: This is going to be that, those sapphire stones, (laughs) that formation of the rod of righteousness on the inside. And as we develop it on the inside, it affects on the outside. And it gives us the grace to rise. Mm. But it's important to understand the false grace, what I wanted to share here, is that what the enemy camp through." well-meaning charismatic Christians, even God inside minded Christians is they try to use the brain to work up the belief. If I can convince my heart using my brain now this is the enemy if I can just believe, just believe, you just gotta believe you just gotta believe. If I just use my brain mm-hmm. to convince my heart, then the grace will flow that's what that's witchcraft and what happens when the great why does it work for them? Work for them.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: actually urine of a demonic anointing. Mm-hmm. When someone stirs up the brain, what is at the bone throne of Satan, the unrenewed mind, to convince the heart, of the witchcraft. Now you've got the uh, the the abyss of dat in the mind, right? The bone throne of Satan stirring up the portal, the unsanctified portal of Gevro, which is portal portal for hell. Mm-hmm. Oh, you feel that? The portal. We're dealing with Gevra. Nice. Sorry. Uh, the portal for hell, in the heart of witchcraft, right? Whoo, mm-hmm. yeah! And it's also the hand, the hand, the heart. are judging
1: head. and destroying all that witchcraft today. That's really let good. Let it burn. Let it burn. Let it burn.
0: So when they stir that up, a demon is released and opened up out of that portal to release a demonic anointing on them, which is usually some kind of urine mm-hmm. or some kind of excrement. Of some kind and so the person feels the demonic grace and it's the anointing oh it worked but they haven't developed their senses of their spirit so they can't smell it they can't see what it is they can't hear their angel saying hey no don't do that don't do that all they have is in their brain the opinions that they've been taught by other religious leaders and so as long as you're only in your brain and only in your heart it's only gonna be what you think about what you read and what you heard other people say. And it's never mixed with actual faith because the realm of faith are the sapphire stones. Mm -hmm. And so we have to get out of that brain and heart control and get into your spirit and get the iniquity out of the spirit and let your spirit, even after discovering it, learn to be subject to another spirit, the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. Mm When you can make that distinction, and we've read out of Gwen Shaw's The Fine Line between soul and spirit, even she talks about the difference between your spirit and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Bob Jones talked about the same thing. Your spirit is your conscience. Now that's a good thing, but you need to cleanse your conscience. What did also Bob Jones say? He said, fly into the sun. Cleanse your conscience. Fly into the sun. Mm -hmm. Let your conscience... Hear from the Holy Ghost and continually choose him over every other spirit. And as you rise and you fly into the sun, it burns out the iniquity.
1: Having a bright spirit at a low elevation will be a continuous attack in your life. That's why you yeah. don't see it too often. But right. the thing is, is overcoming, which is being a bright spirit, being a spirit full of fire and glory of the word of God and obedience and loyalty and faithfulness and purity... And rising in wise wisdom, full of oil, reliant on the Holy Ghost, and using the anointing of the Holy Spirit for the works of the Father that He's ordained for you to do, which is all the obedient acts that you do every day with your soul and your body and spirit to the leadership of the Spirit of Truth. Now, as a bright spirit in heavenly places, you can make a difference upon all the dark places, but you can't do it at a low elevation. That's why Philippians 3.11 says you have to be resurrected by two things. The Bible says two things. Purity. Let's read it.
0: Let's read it. Woo, Shabba. We're going to read some Bible today.
1: Okay. Yes, furthermore, Philippians 3. Furthermore, I count everything as loss compared to the possession of the priceless privilege, the overwhelming preciousness, the surpassing worth, the supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, and of progressively becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, of perceiving and recognizing and understanding him more fully and clearly. For his sake I have lost everything and consider it all to be mere rubbish, refuse, dregs, in order that I may win, gain Christ the Anointed One, and that I may actually be found and known as in him. Notice it's kind of a rare thing amongst Christians. Mm-hmm. Okay, That I may actually be found and known as in him.
0: That I may actually, actually. be found. <laughs> let's all say, it, "That I may actually found and be known found in Him, and known as in Him." That means that is not just a salvation. Now I'm in Christ, and now I have His righteousness, and now I don't have to get up out of the sand and rise on sapphire stones. You see what the enemy is trying to do there? They're trying to give an excuse to the animal brain, the animal soul, reasons why I shouldn't rise into the sun. Reasons why I shouldn't get up onto the moon. I already am in Christ. I'm already perfect. Or even if they won't believe that, uh, I'm already perfect. Give them a little bit. Oh, well, I'm in Christ. We're just in Christ. and Jesus' body
1: is only in heaven. Rise.
0: I don't have to be pure. <laughs> that's deception. i tell
1: you what the horror of Babylon is. The falsity that Jesus' body is on earth. You know that's unbiblical? You say that. You can just feel that out there. Jesus' body rose into heaven. His body is not on earth. Uh Which means you're only in his body if you're rising to where his body is at the right hand of God. Truth, anyhow, everything else is just the body of the Antichrist. Actually found and known to be in him. What does it mean to be known to be in him? The angels know you. The angels know you. It's Uh one thing for the demons to know you. Do the angels know you by name? Uh Known in him. Angelically known.
0: It's good to not have angel drama too. I'll share this kind of funny testimony. I'll share some of my mistakes with you guys because it's kind of fun to laugh at. I this <laughs> has some angel drama. <laughs> Turns out you can't really gossip about angels to other angels. <laughs> it's not it doesn't work in it doesn't work on the earth and it doesn't work in the heavens. I don't know why I don't know why we sometimes, you know, here's what it is. every one of you at the sound of my voice would say, well, that sounds, you know, that sounds kind of retarded. That sounds insane. I would never gossip about angels to other angels. I'm not a gossip. Okay. Well, you know, I had to, had an incident, there was like one of the, one of the big angels was kind of disgusted with me one time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just, it is how, like, we're disgusting humans, you know what I mean? Like, I don't blame you, like, you're high and you're holy. Not really used to being on the earth around all our, you know, we're gross, right? Right? Everyone's like, no, hopefully not. <laughs> I'm getting watched. <laughs> but um, it's just one of those things. I wanted to find out from one of the other angels, like, is it true? Did it, are they really like, you know, is that really how this angel feels about me? And the only thing they said is not to gossip. And how it hit me so hard. I was like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, that's worse. I was like, I, I get, I'm like, why do people gossip on the earth? But here I am in the heavenlies trying to gossip with the angels about this other angel. And I was like, well, my prayer, I think for like that whole week was, Lord, let this angel not think of me as a disgusting. Anymore. You know, you're in the cult
1: <laughs> of false love and horror Babylon Christianity. If your animal is accepted and loved. Right. Real Christianity kills that thing and provides an altar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So most don't practice real Christianity. They want their animal mm-hmm. accepted instead to of be killed coddled. on an altar.
0: Right, yeah. I've had the Lord Jesus himself tell me it's before. It's totally demonic. Yeah, I needed angelic washing, right? Because we all get um, circumcised of different things that we go through. And, you know, I was being a little whiny crybaby. And he, the Lord Jesus himself, he said to me, you're more beautiful when you're clean. And that really struck me. I was like, oh, I better get clean. I better get washed up. You know, as you're going through and you're cutting through things, you're not going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. You know, you're like your mind and your mindset towards yourself and towards others. And all of like the, the the minutia of the details of your thoughts towards yourself, thoughts towards others, thoughts towards God, thoughts towards the angels. As you go in the higher realms it's so refining those things that you had grace for at the lower levels where it's just kind of like god doesn't even deal with that yet because there's bigger fish to fry basically there's bigger things to deal with Mm -hmm. that need to get taken away like this is at least first stop eating dookie okay number one (laughs) stop eating dookie and and then from like you know stop what you know for some people it's like stop you know stop banging prostitutes stop watching pornography stop eating dookie and then um just actually like you're covered in like, you imagine- okay, imagine you're a parent at home, and you have a beloved three-year-old, you love them, they're out running around in the yard, and you care for your child, And but they come in covered in dog poop and pee. First of all, you're like, oh lord, how did this even happen? What did you get into? <laughs> how are you covered in filth? And- but they're like, Aah. Let's say, like, imagine they're crying and they want to run to you and give you a hug. I mean, can we be realistic? We need to get the hose. First. Can we get hose you down? Hose them off first. Hose them off first, and then Ministries. we can have cuddle time. Hose okay? them off
1: first, ministry. We <laughs> have to. It's
0: just—it's kind of gross. Like you know, I don't know. I, the Lord needed. gave me that. It just—that's what we, we used to slide around in the mud when I was a kid, and that was the rule. You had to hose off before you come in the house. Like stan well, like, they're
1: like, accept me the way I am. I'm Don't you love me, Jesus? And fun. he's like, I'm washing you. My washing right. is my love.
0: Yes. I mean, he wants to cuddle with you, but it's good. Like, get the pressure washer. The
1: defilement doesn't come upon Christ. The defilement stays on you unless you allow him to wash you. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ said, if anyone puts down their cross, they're no longer following me, walking with me, mm-hmm. or even saved. Mm-hmm. Why? because the animal immediately becomes unclean. That's New Covenant established apostolic doctrine. He's given you a cross. Use it to clean the animal. Apostle Paul commanded you to kill, deaden, and deprive the impulses of the flesh. We say, well, only Jesus can do it. No, Jesus woos you. That wooing is the impartation for you to do it. If the wooing's not enough. He's not gonna robotically possess you to kill, deprive, and deaden the impulses of the flesh. It's a test in this life, and God's control is is not this overcoming thing upon your soul to overcome sin and wrongdoing. It's a brooding. He only allows volunteers that are tested to see in situations do you actually choose him or sin? Mm -hmm. If you choose him, it's because his brooding empowered you. So you can't boast before God, but it is an empowerment through a brooding, a wooing that changes behavior to kill, deaden, and deprive the impulses of the flesh. He commands you to sanctify yourselves. You know, Scripture says, you sanctify yourselves. Mm -hmm. You say that to the whore of Babylon, they flip out and be like, only Jesus can do that. That's not what's written in the Bible. The Bible says you sanctify yourself by his brooding, wooing influence. We want to be overpowered and overtaken. That's why we like, we seek sensations, we seek rapture, we seek drunkenness, Mm -hmm. we want to feel drunk, we want to feel high. Mm. We need to be changed by the wooing, and then all things will be added unto us when our behavior matches the masters you
0: know i just saw this the holy spirit remind me of vision thank you for sharing that. It's so important i hope everybody gets <laughs> that one today uh there was a time that the holy spirit actually warned me about this and he said that bewitchment always leads to fornication mm. it basically looks like this when you're seeking that kind of like spiritual thrill seeking i just don't you know no responsibility for my own actions no discipline uh no like the spirit and the word the sword the altar the priesthood None of that just, woo, feelings. woo, you know, just uh, in bewitchment, kind of like throw the hands up and just the mind goes out. It's like a demonic blackout. And then they wake up in bed with something or someone. And so it's, it. think of it in spiritual terms. So like uh, the natural realm is a place where we can observe and learn about the invisible realm. So when you look at the natural realm and you see people get blackout drunk, seek thrill-seeking, trying what do they call drinks? Spirits. When they drink different spirits, they black out, they get drunk, they wake up in bed with someone.
1: Mm.
0: It's the same thing in the invisible realm: bewitchment. Drinking those spirits, you black out in your spirit and you wake up in bed with someone or something, and it ain't God. And it's not holy. So bewitchment always leads to fornication. Whether that ends up being physically manifest, or whether it ends up being one of the various different degrees of uh, delusions about false love, or just you in bed with some unclean spirit and being defiled in that way. Uh, So that's really important warning.
1: I've never seen anyone delivered from that except through the word of God. (laughs) So a dog returning to its vomit, it's a belief system. It's usually deception. It's darkness. You're still accountable. You're still responsible. It's not Jesus' fault. First act of repentance is humbling yourself, going to Him, and allowing who He is to transform you and change you and fill those areas for more God-like behavior. God's gonna have a bride that is gonna be willing mm-hmm. to be like Him, instead sort of just like a puppet of His presence. It's. She's going to be a willing volunteer that has transformed herself by his wooing manifest presence. The Lord said to me today, some of you are mature enough to know Jesus on the outside. Mm-hmm. Some of you are enough, have enough God inside mindedness mm-hmm. that it's now for the accountability to know the real Jesus Christ mm-hmm. on the outside. Mm-hmm. Okay? Luke 17, 21, the kingdom of heaven is in you and around you. Which means mm-hmm. you can't know the kingdom around you. you only be in Babylon, mm-hmm. delusion, witchcraft, mind control, mm-hmm. potent sorcery, under the influence of fallen angels, false mm-hmm. light, false grace, false love, until you know the kingdom dimension mm-hmm. inside your spirit. When you know that, there's an accountability to know the angel of the Lord on the outside.
0: Mm-hmm. And we've got Jian Guyon to help you out with that. <laughs> we read that one of the previous bars recently. But that's what she, she was talking about, uh, is... First, you go inside through the, you know, Teresa Avila was the interior castles, but Gian Guyon was talking about first you search him and you know him on the inside because you'll need all the powers of your soul. She said all the powers of your soul mm-hmm. sanctified to ascend, to know him. So first, it's that journey within, interior castles, cleansing of the layers of the soul, and then you begin to see the kingdom on the outside.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, when in doubt, just, you know, when in doubt... You know,
1: why do we see signs and wonders and angels God literally inside. every single day? Is because we've taken the time to purify our heart on the inside. Mm-hmm. Lord, illuminate the eyes of my heart, it is written. What happens? You begin to see the kingdom outside you. Why? Mm-hmm. Because you've purified the inside of you. Okay. Nobody can see the kingdom unless they're purified mm-hmm. on the inside.
0: Otherwise, you'll just be always chasing that external thing. Like, oh, is there a sign? Oh, a license plate? Well, oh, think you chasing signs and wonders. Remember, signs and wonders follow those who believe. God outside minded, externally bewitched. Christians chase after signs and wonders. Signs and wonders, Greeks seeking knowledge, information. Doctrines. What's your doctrine? You have to have perfect doctrine, but it comes from God Himself on the inside of you, interpreting His own scripture. Because the Holy Spirit of truth will lead you into all truth. But why is that not true in every church you've ever been to? To varying degrees of deception? Because they don't know Him on the inside.
1: You know, the Bible actually says there's no truth in the earth. Which means if you've ever gone to church in the earth, probably haven't heard the truth you might have heard it in the brain like are you the only one no the bible says jesus is the only one chill out bible says that the gospel and the word is not on earth that's written in first john chapter five there are three in heaven and three on earth what are the three on earth the blood the water and the spirit okay notice there's no bible there's no word there's no truth there's blood water spirit on earth which means You need to get all that working in you. Mm -hmm. Then you go up into heaven, and the Bible says there's three in heaven. Mm -hmm. There you find the Word. Notice the Bible says the Word is not on earth, Mm -hmm. but in heaven, which means no one has ever Mm -hmm. heard truth, just like Revelation says as well, unless they've gone up into heaven and have heard the angel Mm -hmm. preaching the eternal gospel in midair. Mm -hmm. The reason why there's such a nasty reaction by most Christians in America right now to the gospel of the second heavens, because that's exactly what mm-hmm. the Bible calls it. The gospel of mid-air is the mid-heavens, the gospel of the second heavens, from the holy angels and those with him like Enoch. The reason why there's such a nasty rejection against that gospel mm-hmm. is because they're completely filled with an earthly gospel. that's mm-hmm. no gospel at all. It's actually Satan's teachings about Christianity.
0: Mm -hmm. He's got all the facts, but he doesn't have any truth. That's why, like Brandon said, in the heavens, it's the Father, Mm -hmm. the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And then in the the earth, it's the blood, the water, and the spirit. The Mm -hmm. only one that's the same out of both of those categories, above and below, is the the spirit. And so let's go back into that teaching just a little bit. In the earth, you have the blood, the water, and the spirit. You're saved by the blood, right? Are you washed in the blood? You are saved in the blood of Jesus. You drink the blood of Jesus. You can
1: drink it every day.
0: So you're saved by the blood, and you get washed in the water. It's your early steps of sanctification. Mm -hmm. You learn the water to drink. Not just a thimble, not just the well, but you discover the river. And so then you get into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So you get the blood, the water of sanctification of the Word as you study, Mm -hmm. right? So you're not up in the Word, in the heavens, where the Word is, but you're in the blood and the water. And so, as you go into your Bible, that blood and that water starts to work. You start to have a changed life. You start to, you know, you stop stealing. Uh, you stop, you know, fornicating. You stop going out to bars and getting blackout drunk. You know, things start to change. It's just the basic sanctification, just those baseline things, which some people at the sound of my voice, you need it. You can't skip those stages to be running around the heavens like Enoch. If you do, you'll only end up in cosmic unrighteousness. Mm. Cannot skip sanctification. Build correctly. If the foundation is crumbling, when the storms come, bam, it's it's demolished. So you gotta build correctly. The blood, the water, Right, you're saved by the blood, washed in the water, then you're anointed by the Spirit. If you learn in the water, the river of Elijah, and you learn to submit to the river of God, out of your belly flowing rivers of living water, if you prove yourself by listening and obeying, You're not going to be perfect every time, but through that refinement, you learn, and you learn to choose your master using that grace, and then the Holy Spirit, you baptize in the Holy Spirit. What's the Holy Spirit for at that level? After the blood and the water, Mm -hmm. he anoints you. You're saved, Mm. sanctified, and then anointed. And what is the oil for? Exodus 24, oil for light. It's the menorah lamp. If you're faithful and loyal to the oil, then that oil of the Holy Spirit, if you treasure it as precious, how we you acquire wisdom? How we acquire understanding? It says, if you treasure it. Then and only then will you acquire it. Mm-hmm. So as you treasure the Holy Spirit as wisdom itself, more precious than rubies, more precious than your financial income, you pay your tithes, you pass the financial test, you do all that, and you value the anointing. He anoints you. And as your lamp fills up with oil, and you stay full of oil, then the spirit lets you know when you're ready. And he says, oil, or light. And it ignites. When you're done arranging the sacrifice on the altar, rearranging the sacrifice on the altar, and you realize that you need fire. And you pray for fire. And the God of Elijah, (laughs) whose river and whose spirit... (laughs) You've learned to submit to. You've learned to submit to the spirit of Elijah. And so when you pray for fire, all oh, that fire tornado from the heavens comes down and lights that sacrifice on the altar. And that menorah lamp burns in the temple. In the updraft, what was Elijah's whirlwind? That whirlwind that came down to, to eat the sacrifice. It's the same whirlwind of fire that it was took him his into hell. It's the same. The living word of God that came down and met in me meets you halfway. What do you see in the heavens? The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. That same Spirit whose fire ignited you below carries you in Elijah's whirlwind through Enoch's door into the heavens.
1: Now you may say, Why is there no blood and water in the heavens? Only the Word, the Spirit, and the Father. There is. The blood and the water are inside the Word. So, the Spirit's job, according to John 14 through 16, is to teach you what's inside the Word. What's inside the Word on earth? When you don't know the Word, the blood and the water. That's why the Word is not formed on earth. Once you have the blood and the water, which is the inner substance of the Torah of the Messiah, that's what causes you to rise. Which means no one has ever learned the Word of God unless the Spirit of God has taught them. And what happens when the Spirit teaches them? They have the Word. What's the Word? They have Torah. They have the teaching of Messiah. You can't have it on earth. On earth you have the blood and the water. Which means until you have the agreement, the agreement of the interpretation of what the Holy Spirit thinks, you can't rise out of the earth. So it boils down to the Word of God being King of kings and Lord of lords. Who knows Him in that state? Those who understand the substance inside the Word. So the blood and the water are perfectly inside the Word in the heavenlies. The issue is, who has known the Word in its inner man, in its inner substance, the heart of the Word? The spirit of the letter. Not the letter alone. For the letter alone without the spirit is what? Death. Who has overcome death? Those who know what's inside the Torah of the Lamb, which is the teachings of Messiah, the Red Letters, or also known as the New Testament, the New Covenant, in His blood. So it's in His blood. What is His blood? It is the substance inside the Torah. Elijah went up in a whirlwind, but you could say, no, Elijah went up in the Word. What is the prophet? The mouthpiece of the Word. What is a faithful prophet? Someone that speaks and obeys God's word. Simple.
0: Elijah (laughs) prayed for rain. And a cloud came. (laughs) And it rained. Elijah was a man, just like you and I. But he prayed for rain. And there came a cloud. First a small cloud. About the size of a hand or your cell phone. The cloud came and it rained. Elijah prayed for rain. And a cloud came. a cloud full of rain. Who are these who fly along? who fly around like doves to their nest? Like cloud riders? Who are these who fly along like clouds full of rain? Who peer through the lattice? As their master does, peering through the portal of your heart, through the lattice, Song of Songs. Yah, Cloud Rider, Rider upon the Ereboth, Yad He Vav Heg, faithful and true is the rider, whose eyes blaze like fire, his sword sharper, sharper than any two edged sword in existence on heaven or earth, dividing. Between bone and marrow, even spirit and soul. Even between your spirit and his spirit. The distinction is so that he could complete that union in you. To be one with him. Not in thought, but in the invisible reality. Through the blood, the water, the spirit, the Torah, written and spoken, understood, at the Son of God, Sonship level, Elijah, Enoch, taught by Jesus, the Spirit of Jesus himself, and then the Father's interpretation of the Word, Mm -hmm. out of whose mouth...
1: When the Spirit says, come and drink, and let he who has ears to hear what the Spirit says to the churches, and the Spirit and the Bride say, come and drink, it means come and interpret the Word according to the Holy Spirit. The water is the inner substance of the true interpretation of God's interpretation of the Bible. There is no accurate dividing of truth unless you come to the fountain. The Spirit and the Bride, which means those who know Torah, or the teachings of Messiah, say come and drink. What is the drinking? Interpreting the letter. Human beings can read the letter, but there's no transformation. Once you get into the spirit, in the water, in the blood of the letter, oh, you will test every demon and stronghold in their existence. Every bloodline curse, every problem with them will boil to the surface like fire. So you keep drinking, which is Mm -hmm. keep changing the insides of you by what? The insides of the word. No one enters the kingdom except through the insides of the word, which is the blood and the water. And the measure that you have the blood and the water is your accurate understanding of the teachings of the Bible. So everyone in the heavenly Jerusalem has a similar interpretation of Scripture. It's not like there's a hundred thousand different ways to interpret it. There's actually one. It's Jesus. Jesus is the interpretation of God the Father, the exactness. So in the earthly, we don't have that exactness. In the heavenly, we shall. That is the standard. That is the plumb line. And it does not exist in America right now. It does not exist. It will only come about through violence of the sword of the mouth of Christ and in a people with the Lion of Judah. Don't think it's just going to be everyone's willing to change their mind. Oh, look at all the churches going into a higher understanding of the Scripture after hundreds of years of tradition. Oh, no, 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 no it will be violent resistance against violent righteousness of the violence of the blood and the water that violently poured out of his speared side. Okay, If you think it's coming any other way, you don't understand Jesus' second coming like the floods of Noah. There has never been a more violent act upon human beings. In the history of the world, we say Oh, the waters came and drowned them. Do you understand they were boiling like the magma in the center of the earth? It were boiling waters that would rip flesh off of bones. You could not be saved in any water in this world. I tell you the truth, that will be the heat of the teaching of the true Torah at the end times. It will come with the boiling waters like the floods of the days of Noah.
0: That's in the book of Enoch. Amen. It's uh, the waters of the kings of wa- the healing waters of lust, right? Because there's a... If you go into any kind of a New Age movement or group, most of them, at least the ones who are walking in uh, invisible deceptions that are realities, they understand that sexual energy is healing energy. Now, that's sin. But they find that it's healing. But what they don't know is that it's written about in the Book of Enoch that those waters of pleasure, of lust... They're deceived because it heals their bodies. Mm -hmm. Later on, it's written that those waters will change, like basically they'll they Mm -hmm. heat up like that, and it will it'll annihilate. They're basically it'll permanently damage or change their spirit for eternity, and they don't believe the truth because they experience the anointing and the healing. The
1: false confirmation,
0: right? And so uh, we want to, we want to hear the words of wisdom. Wisdom crying out in the streets every day. When day. We've talked about this. The word of God is wisdom. The, the spirit of God. When it comes up, when wisdom shows her face, little hints as you read the Bible, you get the Holy Ghost highlights. If you don't pay attention or you don't notice... That's when wisdom or the Word of God says, you know, come to me, all you simple ones. And come and learn wisdom. So we don't hear and we don't speak the language of wisdom. We're considered by the Word of God to be simple, unwise, but we're still loved as we're seeking in our own sort of foolish ways, right? In our immaturity. We're seeking in our immaturity until we start to learn that language of wisdom, how she speaks, how does wisdom speak, the book of Proverbs. And what happens if we don't hear when the word calls, when you get those little messages, where, where it unveils for a moment of revelation and then shrinks back down. That's an invitation. It's not just, oh, it's a passing thing. Hmm. If you don't follow up on those... I feel that so much pain of the Holy Spirit on this. It's uh, really surprising. It's actually, like, really painful. Hmm. I don't like when the Holy Spirit feels pain. So I hope you take this, you know, to heart, seriously. I don't like when our actions or the actions of believers hurt the Holy Spirit. God feels pain. And I feel such a comfort even just saying that, but I really, I, 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 God wants you to receive that invitation in the word. So when you see those invitations or those, the little revelation opens up, there's oil there, there's an anointing there, but you can't quite perceive the whole thing. That's an invitation. So, basically what happens is we, we don't understand that language, we don't get it. We get called by the word of God, we get sent, like, have the angels send for them, bring them to the word, but then the angels start to kind of bring you. Hey, don't forget to read your Bible, listen to God, you know, be still for a moment. And, um, that is just so shocking how painful that is. It just goes to show how little you know we pay attention sometimes this the holy spirit's feelings and we think you know think ways that we shouldn't but accept that invitation this is basically what happens if you don't already speak language holy spirit will call for you to the word and when you come to the word when you get into the word uh you'll be spoken to in this it's it's called homiletics this is what's called um this is the, the sages call it the thick veil so the word is veiled to you, right? That they, the word that still has that same veil like Moses would wear. But there's a, there's a thick veil. That's when the word will speak to you. The living word will speak to you in homiletics. Now this is, I'll read the definition for you, don't worry. It is the art of preaching or writing sermons. The teaching of homiletics. Five steps of homiletics, just as according, you know, to the internet. Write down the single meaning. Walk through the major objective of the sermon. Think of a sermon title. Draft your sermon outline. So it's basically, it's this very basic, like just the the basic preaching and teaching. So when you're on your alone time going through the word, it's kind of just in that really like surface level instruction and the basics of the word. And so if you're faithful with that, and you keep coming back to the word faithfully, even though there's a thick veil, even though it seems to be kind of a shallow interpretation, apply that to your life. Apply the New Testament. Even through that thick veil, the word will still speak to you. It's still the spoken word of God. To clean up the life, to start to teach wisdom, even on the basic levels. Don't forsake that. There's no skipping anything with God. When you prove yourself faithful, as in use no matter where you slip up, no matter what you have opposing you, you keep coming back to the word of God with an open heart to receive and willing to change. Then the word will start to speak to you. And uh, this is what the, the Jews called the Haggadah. These are words of riddle. So you, the Holy Spirit will start to take you deeper in the word, in parables and riddles, the speech of the wise, And it might seem like dark speech to you at first, so you don't understand. But then you start to uh, understand some of them. And then more and more, and you start to understand uh, dreams and and parables and riddles. You go through the Proverbs and you learn, it says, these are the words that will allow you to understand the parables and riddles of the wise. So you go from the basic word and and the preaching of just the, the external word. Then you go into the riddles, And that's, it's a, it's a thinner veil. The veil starts getting thinner. And when you keep coming back, then you'll start to notice again, wisdom, the word of God calling to you with these little hints. It'll flash in your mind, it'll flash in your heart, it'll flash in your spirit, and then you lay hold of it. You quickly go and you look. When you see the the burning bush, you look. Joshua, you saw the branch, you look gaze into it when a part of the bible is highlighted you stop and you look right there what are you saying to me that is the open door for the mysteries that is how
1: these realms Hmm. are discovered looking inside the word it's going into the blood and the water and experiencing the inner contents of jesus the word and you do that every day, that's your daily bread you can't just look at it on the outside, it has to be digested into the inside, otherwise there's no nutrients there's no sustenance there's no empowerment of energy so every day you're changed by the inner substance of the blood and the water inside the word as bread going into your spirit and if you are consistent in that for years, it will take years All of Jesus' disciples had three and a half years. Um, Paul had 17, 14 plus three in Arabia. You're not going to find anyone in Christian history that did not have decades Mm -hmm. of learning how to go inside the shell of the word, word, the seed of the word, into the blood of the word, and the water of the word. Mm -hmm. And very few have ever been raised up into the celestial word. So Mm -hmm. this is a pioneering work. Very few in history. Most of them are so persecuted they probably murdered and killed. And you don't have any record of them. We do have Teresa of Avila who was um, arrested and put on, uh, on trial and sentenced to death. Okay, um, But she escaped and they realized, nope, this is actually God. The angel came in and saved her from being killed and she started the Carmelite nuns. But she was persecuted and, and tried and nearly killed. You have Gian Guyan who was incarcerated and did prison time for her blood and her water and her interpretation of the Bible. So, for the ages, this has been highly persecuted. It is no different with this charismatic church. This charismatic church, despite how Pentecostal and charismatic and spiritual and external they are, and feeling and presence and blah, 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 signs and wonders, I tell you what, they're the worst Pharisees of all. Hebrews seek signs and wonders. They're the worst Pharisees of all. Trust me, it's the truth anyhow. This last church is the worst of the worst of the pharisaical seed. It is all the spirituality with none of the inner content of the blood and the water. None. It is almost unknown today that you go into the blood and the water and let it go inside your belly and begin to transform you by really understanding the word on the inside it needs to be revitalized there needs to be a renaissance of original christianity because we really don't have it today a lot of people have opinions about it this is truly it and you know these teachings are directly from the blood and the water of the new testament scriptures and it will work and the angels are here to back it up back it up without without number they will help you interpret the scriptures accurately at a celestial level, and everything inside your interpretation, you'll find that's your deliverance. The reason why you don't see the transformation of behavior at a celestial level of the angels being as holy as the angels is because you haven't gone into the blood and the water of the Scripture. Every single one, every day you deal with this, 17 years of full-time ministry and experience this, they have an interpretation in their brain. Instead of the water and the blood of the word, which would be accurate, it is some stronghold in the mind of what it means. Mm. That's Satan, guys. That's the devil. That's the Antichrist that we're at war against in this adulterous, iniquitous generation. And if we did not love them, we would not tell you the truth, and we'd participate with that carnal-minded spirituality, which is the false prophet of Revelation. That's what the false prophet of Revelation is. It's the Christian spirituality without the inner blood and water of the Word. And it is everywhere. It's the main dish in American Christianity. It's the main dish in American charismatic Pentecostal Kumbaya Christianity. Here's the issue. Getting back into the real blood and the water of the Word. Oh, hallelujah. It'll change you. You get a hunger for the Word instead of a appetite for anything else this will be the most exciting thing in your life feasting and i'll tell you it's different every day yesterday the breakthrough was in the book of psalms yesterday i'm wrestling principalities in the marketplace in the financial arena in america over the earth and i'm telling you the breakthrough was in psalms as i watched psalms and put it into my eyes the glory began to buzz in my head the anointing dealing with the stuff in the heavens, and there was breaker anointing. Mm. Today, zero. None of it on the Psalms. Psalms dry. Reading the scriptures, for the most part, dry. Okay, The breakthrough in the anointing and the glory of God was in the actions of going out and dealing with stuff in the realm of the natural. Yeah. Not just in your Do private time and just in your study time. That was oh, not that. where the glory was at today. The anointing, the breaker anointing was not on the study. It was on the action going out there in the world and aggressively confronting this stuff on a business level. That's where the anointing is at. And it's working and it breaks through every time. So there's no formula. It's following and obeying the Holy Spirit and live action reality. There's a time for feasting. Why do we feast? Then there's a time for dancing. Then there's a time for warring. Mm-hmm. What does the Bible say? Ecclesiastes 3. There's a time for peace mm-hmm. and a time for there's war. There's a time
0: for crawling, time through, the, for crawling through the bush. <laughs> deadly. Silently.
1: Now is the time for war.
0: Accurately. And lining up with your scope and breathing in so slowly that your own heart skips a beat just to make that perfect headshot. And then comes the young baby Christian. Ah,
1: can you explain
0: Oh, almost got him <laughs> all right
1: here's okay. your cross no, yeah, I...
0: no. give me a second we're just we're about to take it just drink the blood in the water but like you're like at neutral with the with the <laughs> demon god like just trying to keep your eyes focused on Jesus inside so they don't kill you today you
1: cannot help Yay! a young believer <laughs> except allowing them just to explain right. to
0: me. Where did you find, where is the Bible? I'm kind of busy right now. He's trying to kill me. He's trying to kill me. There's a reason why (laughs) Scripture
1: calls them sucklings. Oh,
0: man. Because
1: they have to drink the inner contents of the word. If they're not willing to drink the water and the blood, zero chance of kingdom breakthrough. Zero. You will stay ensnared in whatever stronghold you have until you get into the water and the blood of the word, which is learning Torah, learning the Mm. word of God learning the spirit of God's teachings, his interpretation of scripture. You can't have breakthrough any other way. Amen. Hey, when
0: you get a free month, can you just stop? I'm just trying not to die right now. Pray
1: for me, pray for me. No, I'm not going to pray pray for you. Go into the blood, (laughs) go into the water, and drink the content of the word. If you're not willing to do that, you are a drinker of witchcraft, a member of the whore of Babylon, and you're not even willing to repent or grow and be godly. Christians want witchcraft often instead of the blood and the water of the word. Mm -hmm. God doesn't have that. Any minister that gives you something else is a witch and not a minister.
0: Yeah, that's why the most loving thing that you can do for people as you're rising is to help establish the highway of holiness. And whatever your outpost is or wherever you're called to rise to, you do whatever work you can on the inside to go up. As high as you can, as quickly as you can. Take out as many enemies as you can. Count the cost. Understand your limitations. Uh, band together with the other soldiers. Right, For, for the, the shield of the 300 is powerful and effective. Right, Gideon's 300. Ranks, shields, sword in hand. During the building, what did Nehemiah do during the building? Him and everybody, they slept with their hand on their sword. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It could be day or night. Wake up this morning. Come out swinging. Like, wake up swinging, you know? (laughs) All right, it's time to start another day. Here we go. And, you know, from a place of rest in Christ, but there are these battles that God has given us the honor to fight. And the more our eyes are focused on Christ, the easier it is, the more successful victories we, we have. We want you to be successful, we want you to have a big shield of faith. We want you to have a very razor sharp sword of the spirit not to use it on other people's spirit right circumcised i mean think about circumcision just to you know parents we're talking about this just so you can you know your discretion here imagine circumcision you want to have someone who's very accurate not chop Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. whole thing off on accident you know what i'm saying like just as a parable in the natural realm.
1: Make sure they're celestial teachers.
0: Because if you're trying to <laughs> circumcise each other down, chop, chop. I don't know. I'm kind of half like. Do you want They'll a mostly blind?
1: You.
0: Do you want a mostly blind person <laughs> doing such a delicate task? Like something can go There's wrong.
1: on earth is like <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar feeding people to lions.
0: Ooh, it's bad out there, man.
1: As you go into the inner substance of the word, it gets better and better the higher you rise. And God does have set apart ones in the heavens to teach you I heard someone. The word.
0: Sorry. it's really funny. I heard somebody thinking somewhere out there. I think they're chopped meat. There's a medical tent you for you. You can be the Lord's <laughs> eunuch. You'll be okay.
1: Amen. I need the eunuchs in order to shake out Jezebel in the Bible. So you are an anointed eunuch.
0: Sometimes the thoughts crack me up. Amen. You guys are funny.
1: That's a blessing.
0: We love you. I, oh, the spirit has, we have some, <laughs> we have a couple verses on righteousness that I wanted to Glory. share. Glory. You guys, that's funny. We love you guys. You're doing good. You're doing your homework. You're doing, you're doing good. We're going up. 1 John 3.10. Amplified. By this, the children of God and the children of the devil. By this, the children of God and the children of the devil are clearly identified. Listen up. Anyone who does not practice righteousness, who does not seek God's will in thought, action, and purpose, is not of God. Nor is the one who does not unselfishly love his believing brother. But You can't have one without the other. You can't claim love, but not be practicing righteousness. That's the difference between the children of God and the children of devil. 1 John 3.10 anyone who does not practice righteousness mm. so it has to be love and righteousness if one of those is missing it ain't God that's the child of the devil first Corinthians 1534 King James version awake to righteousness and sin not well oh, hear that awake to righteousness and sin not how do we be without sin awake to righteousness. Awake to righteousness is 1 Corinthians 15 34. And sin not, for some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. This is an apostle saying, Shame on
1: you. Apostles shaming you, ministries. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, we can take, just have a drink. Just drink
1: oh, it. oh, man, I'm offended. Money now.
0: I got this, drink, drink, this. Oh, God, drink. save us. Help, Lord. Help, Lord.
1: <laughs> this is a hard teaching. Hard teaching, who, who can hear, hear it? it?
0: Well, nobody, nobody else has of the righteousness teaching, so I'll probably stick around. Living
1: water is so, enough in the yeah. Word.
0: It'll be good. All right. It re- Just
1: power wash every power brain, wash. <laughs> every brain
0: so cell. Let
1: the living water power wash your brain cells, amen. Uh,
0: amen. Awake to righteousness, and sin not, for some have not the knowledge of God. That is, when the knowledge of, of God uh, fills the, the, like, the, the earth, like the waters. Ooh, the waters. <laughs> waters. Oh, man, okay, it's strong, you feel it? Romans 10.10, 10. in the ASV, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Right, so that salvation, confession of the mouth.
1: That's not a one-time thing, either. Mm-hmm. That is the circumcision of the tongue, the mm-hmm. rudder of the mm-hmm. ship steered toward hell. Mm-hmm. That means you speak differently, mm-hmm. all the time. That's how you you're saved.
0: And then circumcision of the heart. So with the heart, you believe unto righteousness. It's a change in the heart. All right, Matthew twelve twenty and the voice. He will not crush. You. Everyone likes to quote this in the nice nice churches. He will not crush a reed under his heel or blow out a smoldering candle until. Oh, they didn't tell you the until part, did they? You wanna hear? It? No.
1: Crush us.
0: <laughs> he will not crush a reed under his heel or blow out a smoldering candle until he has led justice and righteousness to final victory. It's gonna happen. Mm. John sixteen ten. Better get some oil on those lamps. Oh come on. John sixteen ten amplified about righteousness. Personal integrity. Hear that? Personal integrity. And godly character. About righteousness, personal integrity, and godly character, because I am going to my Father. Hear that? And you will no longer see me. This is Jesus saying about righteousness. He's going up. About righteousness, because I'm going to my Father, because I'm ascending. About righteousness, because I'm ascending to my Father. About righteousness, personal integrity, and godly character, because I'm ascending to my Father. That's from John 16. And when he comes, he will convict and convince the world and bring demonstration to it about sin and about righteousness, uprightness of heart, and right, standing with God, and about judgment, about sin, because they do not believe in me, trust in, rely on, and adhere to me, and about righteousness, uprightness of heart, and right, standing with God, because I go to my Father, and you will see me no longer, Acts 13.10. And said, O foal of all guile and all villainy, thou son of the devil, thou son of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, thou son of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? The sons of the devil are the enemies of righteousness. So, if this is the teaching that we've received directly from God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, confirmed by many multitudes of angel witnesses who have passed the biblical test confess to me that Jesus Christ came in the flesh and they pass. And the evil angels that try to come, they don't pass and they get bound and removed. If this is the teaching from God the Father that came down through sapphire stones and the angels who were witnesses passed the biblical test every time, that this is the training in righteousness through sapphire stones. And if the son of the devil is the enemy of this righteousness, then who do you think are the people opposing red letter ministries that you see every day fighting us?
1: Absolutely sons of devils 100% of the time you're not just dealing with men and women but demons 100% of the time and they want to deal with you unless you deal with the gospel in you they will consume you too and it is absolutely life and death it's so good the the severity of Jesus Christ Mm. calling people sons of devils perverters of truth in the Bible that's the gospel isn't it he
0: told the truth yep Two more verses here. 1 Corinthians 1.30 amplified. But it is from him that you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, revealing his plan of salvation and righteousness. His plan of salvation Mm. and righteousness. Mm. Who are you to tell Jesus he can't have his way? His plan. Who are you to tell Jesus that he can't have his plan of righteousness? Who are you? Son of the devil. You're devils. But it is from him that you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, revealing his plan of salvation and righteousness. His plan of righteousness. His plan of salvation and righteousness. can't
1: have just salvation. You need the righteousness and that's where the offense comes in because righteousness demands you change all of your thoughts and ways. Otherwise, you don't get the salvation part. You You can't pick and choose. Salvation and righteousness.
0: Salvation and righteousness making us acceptable to God and sanctification
1: Hmm.
0: making us holy and making us holy and setting us apart for God. So salvation and righteousness, right? Righteousness, you get into the Son of Righteousness, and sanctification, making us holy and set mm. apart. Jer, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a mystic mystery. After you enter into the Son of Righteousness, that is the fourth interior mansion, also known as the fourth interior mansion of Canaan. If you look at the seven interior castles of Enoch. The names have meanings. If you want to go in in depth study on that, you can click on the links after this tonight in the Masterclass of Righteousness. Go through the playlist and you will find our video on the seven interior castles of Enoch. And you can learn and understand, but I'll tell you that that fourth interior mansion represents Kenan, which is in the sun. That is where you are made righteous your inner man goes through a change according to the book of Enoch that is where it is no longer there's the spirit of a man but the spirit of the righteous you become more angel-like in the appearance of your spirit now that's the plan of righteousness and sanctification that says making us holy well where is the ca- what's the interior castle that you're made holy in the sixth the sixth interior castle jared's castle i have read reports of ancient jewish mystics who experienced visions of that mansion and be after okay so i experienced it myself long before ever finding these texts and when i read their experience it was exactly the same thing i'd seen we live hundreds or thousands of years apart same god of abraham isaac and jacob and we saw the same thing this is an invisible reality teresa of avila she saw the castle she saw the interior mansions it wasn't an imagination it was an invisible reality revealed to them and it's that sixth interior mansion of jared where you are made holy That's the plan of sanctification. So I encourage you to go higher than the sun. There are greater rewards when you go up. It's grace to rise higher than the sun. Making us holy and setting us apart for God. And redemption, providing our ransom from the penalty for sin. And what is that penalty? Death. That is how you overcome that final curse. The last curse to be swallowed up is death. So you have the plan of salvation, the plan of righteousness, the plan of sanctification, and the plan of redemption, providing the ransom from the penalty for sin, which is the ransom from death. Those who remain. Those who remain. Okay? 1 Corinthians 15, 34. This is the last one. In the King James, awake to righteousness and sin not. Yeah, we've read this one, but let's hear it again. Awake to righteousness. (laughs) 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 And sit not, for some have not the knowledge of God. (laughs) Speak this to your shame.
1: not having the knowledge of god it's not having the blood and the water inside the word it's the word only i speak this i speak this to your shame which means that your interpretation of scripture is completely in darkness and devoid of any life or divinity whatsoever that's why it's shameful religion (laughs) is shameful (laughs) truth anyhow Glory.
0: God has a plan for you, and now we just had a nice homiletical, thick veil, thin veil.
1: Amen. The huge sermon. impartation of actual maturity in tonight's message. It, it is necessary to completely kill and deaden and deprive the religious impulse of the flesh. Yeah. Otherwise, you cannot grow or resurrect in Christ jesus died confess that jesus came in the flesh and died (laughs) is what confessing jesus coming in the flesh is is confessing the cross of his blood against hell so now the blood will work inside the word and crucify all the religion of the flesh it needs to oh
0: there's do we want one more i think you guys you guys want one more mystery Let's do one more. As long line. as
1: it's severity.
0: Uh, this one's about the wine. Oh, okay.
1: okay. We can make, okay. Hey, that's a, a little wine. refreshment. Too. A little refreshment. I'm refreshed in the severity. <laughs>
0: yeah, we do. Psalms 110
1: says he's refreshing you in the severe things of God.
0: Okay, this is really nice. Uh, he also told them a parable. This is Jesus in Luke chapter 5. No one tears a piece of cloth from a new garment and puts it on an old one. Otherwise, he will both tear the new, and the piece from the new will not match the old. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. No one puts new wine into old wineskins. No one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new fermenting wine will expand and burst the skins, and it will be spilled out, and the skins will be ruined. But, new wine must be put into fresh wineskins. And this is the verse that I love, because when you read it, you might think that you don't love this verse, but you're gonna love this verse. And no one, after drinking old wine, wishes for new. But new I? new wine, new wine, new, wine, new wine, new wine. And no one, after drinking old wine, Excellent vintage. Wishes for new, for he says the old is fine. There is a age-old story preserved among Jewish scholars, rabbis, Satyrs, wise men, what are you going to call them? That in the days coming toward the end of all things, There's an old wine that's been saved. Oh, it's special wine. Better than the new wine. Wine that has been preserved in the grapes since those first primordial days of creation. Those precious few days original vintage preserved in the grape. And that at the end of all things, this last wine will be given. And I realized when I found this, that is why that was Jesus' first miracle because to those who had wisdom, they would understand who he was simply based on that miracle. When the host, when the when the bridegroom said, hmm. you have saved the best wine for last. Everyone usually gives the best wine first and then the cheap wine comes later, but you've saved the best for last and it was water turned into wine.
1: And the cheap wine was the new wine. In that culture do you understand that new wine was cheap garbage wine and the old wine if you read the bible was the best wine was, And you know how so much religion we have now mm-hmm. like we're talking about they worship, the new wine but
0: the new wine was our god or... what it is is the father's <laughs> chorus
1: what it is is genesis 1. Mm-hmm. how it was perfect in the beginning and man screwed it up royally so you're going back into the original perfection of the father
0: and it is that the, the wise men of old, they said that this wine of those original primordial first days of creation preserved in that grape was reserved for the righteous. <laughs> it's only for the righteous. It's not just for the barely, you know, saved by fire insurance, but, but the righteous. At least bare minimum righteousness. Those are the ones who will taste it. And what it was meant to symbolize was the deepest secrets of the word of God, the Torah. And the flow of the emanation coming down from the highest places of the world that is yet to come. Another reason to rise.
1: So we have to look forward to the teachings of the Father.
0: Looking forward
1: to it. And that's gonna pretty much blow everyone's mind away. Yeah. It's gonna be really good.
0: I hope you come with. I really do.
1: <laughs> glory. Glory to glory forever. Is it new? I think it's just God, the ancient one. It's just new to you.
0: Ancient of days. It's ancient ways. Ancient paths. Hmm.
1: Now about sacrificial offerings. Oh, yes. Okay. My favorite part. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. (laughs) Number 621. Check this out. Special revelation. This is the law of the Nazarites. Mm. They promise to sacrifice offerings to the Lord Jesus Christ. They do it when they set themselves apart and they should bring anything they can afford. So what's a Nazarite offering? Offering a sacrificial offering financial offering of anything you can afford. It is written number 621. Be blessed as you give. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Amen. Amen.